welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we get to tell you, all our listeners, we get to tell you about the Christmas gift we got ourselves, well, Nancy got me, <laughs> uh, a reading with Kedrick Olson. But before we start that, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcasting app. We're on all of them. Just remember to look up the Lunar Magic Tea Time podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow over on Facebook and join our Facebook group. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Kedra Colton is an amazing, amazing psychic, medium, whatever you want to call him, Mm -hmm. uh, Please go check out his website. It's kedrickolson.com. I think it's just kedrick.com, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Kedrick, just look <laughs> up Kedrick Olson. If you type Olson. his name, you're going to find his page. Yeah, it's K-A-E-D-R-I-C-H. That's how you spell Kedrick. Uh, this guy, let me tell you, I, I'm going to do my reading first because I had mine first. Let me just say, Kedrick is so comforting. There's just when there's just something easy about his presence. And when you get a reading with him, you usually are my ours are Zoom meetings because he's not local to us. And he usually likes to start them out with like a little meditation, you know, a little moment to attune. We did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not have any questions prepared. Like I wasn't looking for anything specific. I just kind of went in and was just like, I don't know, because I don't know. I haven't really ever had a conversation about whether or not I have spirit guides or whether or not I have any spirit attachments or anything like that. I have no idea. So I don't, I just kind of want to go in and see what happens. The Zoom meeting starts and he's just like, so do you have it? Never mind. Hi. Like (laughs) immediately it was so right out of the gate. And I mean, we had not even five, but not even two or three minutes. It was so fast. One of my guides is, he kept saying it's tiger-like. It's a tiger-like creature. Mm. It's a tiger-like being, definitely. But then the more he started kind of tuning into it and checking it, it's an Ur-Ma, which is a Babylonian. It's originally um, a Babylonian goddess. Mm. Is the But the translation Ur-Ma is just lion. This guide is one that's there to help me get back my confidence, that sense of sitting in my power and like really being in my power. And he kept saying, or the guy kept saying something to the effect of, let failure be part of the plan. Let myself fail and let things happen that are messy and ugly because from those things I'll gain, right? Whatever it is that I need. Yeah, don't be afraid to try (laughs) or do things because you think you might fail because that's Uh part of the plan. And like, and that's, and that's a really interesting thing because, you know, I'm fine failing when it comes to art, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how I learn a new technique is I go, I have, when I'm making art in any way that I'm making it, my plan is always, I have this idea. I, I know what I want the end product to be, but I don't always know the steps from idea to end product. And a yeah. lot of it becomes make the mess, let failure be part of the plan. And if I fail halfway through, like if I'm doing an art project and I fail halfway through, well, I've learned that doesn't work. So we're going to shift over this way and make do something else that maybe does. And I kind of tend to forget to do that in other aspects of my life. So um, 
I just get to be chaotic. I felt like that was permission to be a little more chaotic than I let myself be. And Nancy's probably going, no, girl, stop being chaotic. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> it's a controlled chaos. <laughs> he didn't. He did mention that one of my tasks this time around is breaking soul contracts that I made with myself mm -hmm. that I've already learned the lesson from. Perfect. He's like, you, you're keeping these contracts. Um, what he said was, in a past life, I was something akin to like a low-level nobility. I misused my, quote, power or position, but not in a, t like, not, I wasn't out harming people. I was just indifferent to everything. Yeah. And he was like, and this time around, you're not indifferent to anything. And I'm like, well, that's a fact. <laughs> and he's like, so, so that contract, that's done right so now you can end that contract you've, you've fixed that you've taken care of that now you need to go back and find a little bit of balance within that aspect and then the rest of the conversation for the most part oh we before we get into that uh we did discuss some of the spirits that come and go from my house one of them is my mother and she doesn't come to visit gray she comes to visit me because apparently this time around wasn't our only time around, and we've been um, at various points in our incarnations. We've been best friends. We've been all of these things, and she wanted to be my mother this time because I've always taken care of her, mm -hmm. which is funny, and it explains a lot. <laughs> it explains a lot because I'm not 100% sure because I... I most of my growing up and most of my even my adulthood was in some way taking care of her so we'll see it's hard to <laughs> hard to break old patterns right even yes. if your roles are reversed you still had that history yes exactly but i also have um i've always thought it was weird because this is a brand new apartment building in a pretty neutral part of town like there's you know not a lot of and I, I've always thought it's really weird, like, I'll get up in the morning and a cupboard door will be open, or I'll hear something that I should, like, movement in the apartment that I should, like, not settling, but actual movement. And I, I was like, makes me a little, you know, anxious. He's like, oh, don't, don't worry. Well, first of all, he goes, who's that kid? Who's walking <laughs> behind you? And uh, I went, uh, I'm... I do not have an answer for you. What do you mean, kid walking behind me? I have no idea. Like, kid, right? Yeah. Well, there's a young man, late teens, maybe, maybe early 20s, uh, who is tied to the land, not the apartment. Okay. And he's just a little bit lost and he's a little bit confused, uh, but he enjoys being here because he doesn't feel like anybody's running him out. Yeah. I'm like, well, now that I know that that's who it is, like maybe eventually he'll get comfortable. He's painfully shy, mm -hmm. um, but maybe he'll get comfortable enough. And I've noticed that since the reading that if I notice something happening, you know, movement, sound, whatever, if I just speak as though I am speaking to him, mm -hmm. it calms right down. Things go back to normal. Like, just wanted your attention. Yeah, and um, I have this battery-operated um, light thing that has, like, little LED light. And I've noticed that it comes on whenever it wants, and it goes off whenever it wants. 
it's got to be him because it's a fun little thing to play with. It's something easy for him to manipulate because they're just those mm-hmm. little, usually the push buttons or the slide. Yeah. And who knows how long he's been a spirit. Maybe it's something it's like, whoa, this is Ooh. cool. <laughs> Which, oh, that's, that's another thing I want to recommend to anyone out there who has cable TV or Paramount Plus, the streaming service. Please watch the sitcom Ghosts. It is absolutely charming. It is about a couple who inherit an old mansion in the Catskills or something. And she falls and bumps her head. And when she comes to, she can see the ghosts that are tied to the property. And these ghosts, they span when the natives arrived, when the Vikings were, you know, in early It is just a very charming very charming show so ghosts cds paramount plus do it um <laughs> sorry i just got it's just really cute and I'm, nice. just, I'm all caught up and it's so cute um um and we all just need something fun to watch so there's that what cagework really hit me with was one of my tasks because i was talking about how i have you know hideous anxiety and it really I recognize it prevents me from doing a lot of stuff. I can't imagine if I'm recognizing how much it's preventing me from doing what other people are seeing, you know? And he was like, okay, I get that. I understand that. But remember, all energy, everything is energy, right? Mm -hmm. And energy can be transformed and transmuted. And so one of my jobs is to start working with a spiritual manifestation of the tarot card the magician because the magician especially if you look at the rider white uh, deck he's transmuting everything in his mind and creating it into reality yes transmuting the energy of his thoughts and making it reality and so my job has since my reading has been to work on with the idea of transmuting all of the energies around me and realizing that that anxiety is the energy of waiting for something to happen. And I had read a fantastic quote literally the night before my reading with Patrick. I read this quote and I have since tucked it away somewhere. But the long and the short of the quote is fear is the breath right before something happens. So if you feel fear, something's going to happen, right? We don't, you know, so if I take my anxiety and reframe it to be not necessarily fear, but that fear-like space, Mm -hmm. something's about to happen. Okay, we're going to take that energy and we're going to make it happen, but we're going to have the control over what happens because we're transmuting the energy. So I have been working on transmuting energy and transmuting how I feel about the exchange of energy in all of its form, like energy in all of its formats. And since I have started doing that actively and consciously, things have started to shift. There's been things like it's been easier to communicate, especially communicate some difficult things that I've had to communicate with some people. It has been easier for the most part for me to do the things that terrify me. Like, I hate making phone calls. Answering the phone, no problem. I can do that all day. I don't know why incoming <laughs> calls don't freak me out, but outgoing calls, I hate them. I hate hate it. 
no, it hasn't been a problem. Hasn't been a problem for me to do the icky aspects of house hunting. It hasn't. Oh, good. The, well, other than dealing with other people, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it hasn't been as challenging to do the things that typically paralyze me. And in those in between, it's also reframed how I think about how I get things done. Okay. And I, so we'll see, because it's going to be an interesting couple of months. I've got a lot I got to get done. So we'll yeah. see how well this continued work goes. But that's what I've been doing. I meditate every night. And I, I <laughs> when I meditate, I quickly examine if there's anxiety sitting anywhere in my body. If there is, I literally visualize taking it out of my body and holding it in my hands and talking to it like it's a child. Because it's funny, I can call my child. Why wasn't I giving myself the same grace? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, you know? Yeah. So so we'll see. Awesome. We'll see. Um, was that the only spirit guide that came through for you? Um, well, so there's Irma and um, technically my mom in and out as a spirit guide, but mm. mostly she's just hanging out. Yeah. With, you know, um, the magician, it's the manifestation of the magician is an actual spirit guide. Oh, um, okay. He and Irma and this other one, he called it just this white being. He said it was like a white flat sheet and he couldn't explain it. And I was like, what? He's like, I don't know. I don't think it wants me to see it. I was like, oh, I can't um, really help you with that then. Popping in and out then. Yeah. But that one is a, a guide that when, I, when I'm questioning what I need to be doing or questioning, especially as I tap more and, and more into my psychic abilities, if I am talking to you and I have a pause where I'm like, should I say this? Is this me? Mm -hmm. Is this? I will almost always feel a push, like a literal tap on my shoulder and if i feel the tap that's my cue to say the thing okay. so this spirit guide that he didn't have a name for and he didn't have anything more than it's just this white shiny thing is going to be my reassurance as i do this work Perfect. so and that was yeah just those just those this time nice awesome. i have a lot more work to do but i am down for it and we all yeah right so I had given Kristen her reading for Christmas and one other person. And both of them talked about spirit guides. And you know me, I'm always like, I have the spirit guides talking to me. So I'm like, oh, darn it. Now I need a reading. So I scheduled the reading. And I told them uh, specifically because um, my visions had changed that last month. Like I was getting, and they've changed again since last week. I would be watching TV in that state, I'm just starting to fall asleep, and like a clip in the movie or the show I was watching, I'm like, hmm, that doesn't seem like it should have been there. And I would back up the show and play it again, and it wasn't. And it happened like four times. Um, so the clips on the TV, um, full sentences coming. I even wrote, I shared them with you. I wrote down uh -huh. Uh -huh. like the one night. And finally, I'm like, dude, it's 3.33 in the morning i'm done i'm not i'm not right and he cracked up <laughs> i go because i would be done too I go, yeah. so he goes they're telling me something shift in the last month what did you do different I'm like 
Well, other than playing with my tuning forks and trying to meditate more, I really wasn't doing anything. I didn't think I was doing anything different, but all the spirit guides said, yeah, something definitely changed in the last month. So we were talking, I was talking about how Kinley used to remember her, what she called when she was younger. Uh-huh. Past life experience, and he was telling me some of his daughter's experience. And then he goes, and also the one, the clip I had of the lady with the long, wavy, dark hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He goes, okay, that's one of your spirit guides, which you explained. I see her now. So leave it to me. You know, I don't like to be typical. I have two, what he would call, celestial slash aliens that, even though they're bipedal, is that me? Bipedal? Mm-hmm. They were very different looking. <laughs> so could be why I'm not afraid of aliens. I have two for guides. So two of them on one side, and I had two guides, so so the one woman, and then two males, and then the one said, or two men, and then one said, um, no, I'm not quite a man, man yet. So like they were really good at correcting him on, on his, um, what he was saying. And two that had been part of my past life, but I don't know if that was the two men or a man and the woman. Uh-huh. Hard to tell. She was kind of the translator between the celestial aliens, whatever you want to call them. She said they're really hard to communicate with. And she was apologizing to Kendrick that it's hard for me to translate. So some, you know, I'm sorry if I don't quite get it right. So the one who said that, so two, yeah, two, um, two others, he said, were in my soul group. So uh-huh. we know most soul groups. The celestials were like eight to 10 feet tall. And even though they, like overly trying to be calming because of the way they appeared. They, he said those two were on one side, the other three were on the other side. They're like, we know they're like good people, but the kids still got freaks out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> You're still trying like, what are you? So they said if I felt kind of an off feeling, like something's not quite right, that it's them. And I said, well, the only thing I've ever felt is coldness. And he goes, no, it's not them. If they were by you, would feel more warmth, but just something like quite right. And I go, well, that's a hard one on me because, as Kristen knows, hardly anything freaks me out. No, I know. It's... Things touch me. Things walk through me. I'm just like, do you walk around? Go. Yeah, um, stop that. They, uh, there's another lady that hangs out in the house, but he said that she's just kind of lost, but she loves the vibe of my house. I get it. She just kind of hangs out. Um, he did a scan of the house. He said, there's absolutely nothing negative in your house. Oh. Um, I told him about my eyeglass story, how they'd taken both my pair's eyeglasses. And I finally said, mm, but I work on the computer. And he said they were sorry. They To them, it was just a fun thing to play with. But I don't know if I've told the story on the show or not, but how they took both. And then I basically bid the mom and slammed my foot and said, put them back. And both showed back up. And I am science first. I literally was on my hands and knees looking under the bed. No, they were not there. So they were just playing. They want the cheaper crystals with like a rainbow sheen, which is funny because I had this crystal that, you know, to um, me it's fake, but it was pretty. I'm like, oh, that's probably what they're talking about because, you know, you can look at that. And it's it's, fake. it's not fake. It's probably quartz, dyed, but it's yeah. probably clear quartz that has been dyed. Dyed, yeah. But it's so pretty. It is pretty, you know me. So I did, I told them about one thing different. And again, they talked about the different vibe in the house. You know, I have the tuning forks. I'm doing the chakra. 
Man Kinley with the wand around her head, <laughs> the tuning fork right into my pineal gland. Um, but um, the tuning fork, okay, I'm getting the shove on my shoulder. The tuning fork is attuning the space, but it's not just attuning your space, it's attuning everybody's space. And so that shift in energy isn't might not be from you. Yeah, he did say that too, that it could be something in the house that's changed. So I well, if you're if you're doing your tuning fork when other people you live with are in your home, you're helping them attune just passively. So this was before Christmas. And he started talking about the singing bowl. He said they need they'd say that you need a singing bowl because that'll affect more the environment than just you you personally. He goes, I've never heard that before, but they're telling me that very clearly. And he goes, but they're popping in and popping out. Like I go, I bet it's the nature spirits and they want the singing bowl. And he laughed like no other. He was just cracking up. He goes, you might be right. They want the singing bowl. Oh, because you know. I did get one for Christmas. And you know that you get out your singing bowl and you do your tuning forks and they're all out there being little rave nature spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I fully expect some night to wake up and the bowl's being played with. Um, I would die. That would not. I say that and then I see weird stuff and just go, okay, can we stop? Yeah, because I would pay attention. He gave me exercises to work on abstract processing. Said that'll help me. The reason I get the visions right when I start to fall asleep or right in that in-between land that I call it. He goes, because you're leaving your 3D body and you're going into the fifth dimension and that's easier for them to communicate with you. Oh, okay. Oh, I I always thought about like, you're drifting off to sleep. You don't have total control of your... See, I just figure it's just you're letting go of your ego, the conscious ego, and allowing it to connect with everything else in a much more real, allowing your id to connect with everything else in a much more real way. Yeah, you know, you're you're leaving that 3D world where that is your ego and your body. And so I have the five guys, he goes, two guys, they're saying two guys pop in and out, depending on what you need. but he said they kept stressing water and i go well i live by a wetland he goes no they're telling me no it's more metaphoric water and he said that they will be the celestial slash alien are going to be coming to me in lucid dreaming and trying to communicate me more with them so i asked him i said okay so what are they here why are they my spirit you guys he says they're going to help you to transition into the 5d world that's why okay. they're here in the higher, higher realms. And that, that's what they're here for me for. Um, yeah, he says the water, he said, it's more about a flow of energy, dreams, emotions. He goes, that's, that's what they keep stressing to me. He said, don't be surprised if one shows up as an undine water spirit. Oh. You. Um, we talked about my grounding square and all that and the, ener- the different energies and different co- um the coast, how I felt, always felt different on the West Coast than the East Coast as far as the engine. We talked about today's magic is tomorrow's science. We talked about yeah. civilization and pyramids. We talked about, so we took, so one thing interesting, and I don't know if I gave you that diagram. We talked about the time when we were in the cemetery and I saw the bird and you heard it. 
And he yeah. said it's all the sensory import. Um, I think I remember what he said. Your body gets all that input, and then it only takes in like twenty-five out of a thousands of the input of what it thinks that your physical body needs. But it's a different way. Like mine might be visual, and yours gets translated as audio. It depends on how the subconscious program processes that data. I got to remember to send you that. Um, so it's just telling us the things that we need to be aware of. So it's not processing all the four dimensional world. That's why uh -huh. you and I. No, well, not. no, there was just literally whistling. Huh. And it was, it was, I don't, my apartment is not big. There's not a lot of places for an actual human to be. And yeah. I haven't left my house today. Yeah. No one's in here. Um, he talked about the inner observer and how to be a part of that. He talked about so some of those exercises will help me interpret uh, signals that they'll or pictures that they'll give me and what that picture means. If I see this, it means that. Like he was talking, um, we'll get into that. And he, he said, trust the goosebump rush. Mm -hmm. So if you get that feeling, that's definitely um, right on it. I asked him about my mom because I've always felt bad because. I've had readings to talk to my dad and of course Nana. So he said she's not doing bad. Uh, dad was there to help her communicate. She's hanging out in a field absolutely covered in wildflowers. She's loving it. A lot of times she doesn't want to be bothered. I'm just chilling, leave me alone. She just he kept saying she's blissed out. Like she didn't think she deserved Aww. that and was so amazed of where what she's in now. She's blissed on, out. Grandma, and, um, there's a little kid playing with them. I don't know. My daughter was part of a twin. I lost the twin at like seven weeks pregnant. My mom had numerous miscarriages. So, I mean, we didn't, no one lost it like a baby, but I'm thinking that could be it. So I said something about Nana and pop, there's Nana. She, um, he, I said, yeah, well, but I know what I said. I go, oh, she probably doesn't want to come back to earth. She's just going to stay in that wheel of flowers. I go, like Nana ascended. She said, she's not coming. And he goes, there she is. She's floating with her arms crossed, but he goes, she's not stern. She has like a very good sense of humor, and that was my Nana. He, she said she's going to start be giving more structured, ordered of things for us to do. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, Nana's like, I told you to do these things, you're not doing them. I talked about my great-grandmother died when my Nana was about two, and I said I always wondered if it came from, you know, it, because she died when she was two, she couldn't pass down. Like, was she more knowledgeable? And I know a lot of them didn't call themselves witches, but wise women or whatever. Did, did that not get passed down because she died so young? And she just said, okay, I just got this vertical water slide going down into the family and into the body of a youngster. So your great-grandmother is in one of the children. She's reincarnated into one of the, youngst the youngsters. Which I went, hmm. No kidding. Really? Are you sure? Hmm. Yeah. What do you think that would be? I don't know. So then I... this is where the, it really interests. So I pretty much figured it's kindling. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said the, to him, the simple waterfall is the spirit can move in both directions. So it came down to earth, but it also can communicate. He, then he paused and he kind of tells his head, he goes, you're from a line of very magical psychic women. Yes. And he goes, wait, I asked if it's genetic and they said, no. He said, there's a serpent tube of energy, a living live source that flows through the family. Okay. He goes, like tune into an energy current. He goes, 
Okay, so they're telling me this serpent's not quite right. It's family kudalini, rising energy, explosive energy that's in your in your family. And he goes, okay, no, they just told me soul group, not family, which I think a lot of little my family is uh -huh. in the soul group, but I think some other people, uh -huh. like Kristen, and probably true. Well, we already know because of our other reading with Kedrick that grandma isn't letting me get away with shit either. Uh, nope, you're on the list. She goes, that's the way um, the celestials talk, like they were like trying to explain the magic that flows through our soul group. He says, I'm learning how to communicate with them because they communicate so differently. And his spirit guides were helping him communicate. That's when I asked, what are the celestials here for? He said, they're here to help you with your five dimensional work. He goes, okay, now they tell me we have to go to wacky woo woo land. <laughs> like wacky woo woo land. So he was trying to explain that as humans right now, we don't have the right definitions for 3D, 4D, and 5D. Like, we just don't have the language to completely um, describe it. He said, 3D is obviously our physical world. 4D, he said it's where we can manifest our egregores, is that what they're called? The reality bubbles and all. He said, 4D is our sandbox of energy for humans that we manifest things. And it's also where the nature spirits live. So that Mother Earth has created that for them. And I said, you know, all different nature spirits are different tasks. Some help clean, take care of the planets. He goes, uh -huh. yeah, you're exactly right. And he said, some of the things, tubas? So I was going to look up and I tobas or tubas? You know what that is? Uh-uh. Some creature that we create, he said, they can actually ascend to the fifth dimension. I'm like, yeah. So we're sending them up and not us. Or he said or talked about harmonic resonance. Uh -huh. I can learn to communicate more. When I get the visions we already talked about that I'm leaving the 3D world. So he gave me the two um, things where you pick up an object and then you close your eyes and visualize the object, visualize the object other times you've held it or done with it. Now uh -huh. in the past, visualize it in the future and then see what comes to you. Well, when I did that, I used one of my organ pyramids. And then at the end, I got the, what I'm assuming was the wheel of the air. So circle with the spokes. And then I just got this feeling of peace and energy and uh, abilities. And he goes, that's your first symbol. So if you get that in visions, you know what it means now. Okay. And oh, okay. So thinking back to our other reading, where uh, you had been given the assignment to do tea leaves and build your own lexicon. That's the that's the foundational piece of that lexicon. So now I'm going to look at tea leaf reading in a whole new uh -huh. fashion. Where instead of basically trying to force it to mean something, to just stare at it until it gives me the meaning, and then I see other flashes uh -huh. that I can associate what that pattern means. So I know, you know, Nana's always saying, I told you to do the leave leaves. That's one of the readings like, when I was getting those sentences. He goes, you're not doing what we told you to do. And we told you to do it last year. And the other thing is I got the soul cards and um, I've been working every day, staring at them and trying to look past the, just the initial design of the card and to see what other things I'm picking up. In. Uh -huh. That was my uh -huh. two, two assignments. I mean, even like we looked at, we were both weren't paying attention and it went almost two hours. He goes, oh, I think time's up. <laughs> <laughs> but for Dana and then that whole, and you're right, we did get that 
have gotten a serpent before, but now we know it's the flow of magical energy going through us. Okay. We tap into that. And right away, when he said soul group, I go, okay, Amanda, Cheryl. So, so the other thing, I'm going to one more thing. I did automatic writing with Nana, and it came up. Amanda needs to embrace her abilities. Cheryl needs to open up and believe your time is coming. And me, it was practice, 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 research, explore all things. I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting called out. I just thought it was an amazing reading. I have to find out about my mom. I know Nana's still here to guide us. Uh-huh. And I got two celestial alien beings. <laughs> that is amazing. And I cannot wait to see what you do when you combine and just getting this idea of combining the found work that you are doing with the new language you're forming. Yeah. See if it opens up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy made me, I think I sent you the the chakra Mm -hmm. um, that have the crystals for the chakra and some metal flakes. Mm -hmm. So we'll be doing that with that on our points and then doing the right toning fork and that. And then also working on, which I need to learn a little bit more, but I'm really going to work on for you going through the aura and for past life. And, and they're talking like, I think it was the ankle that has the birth trauma and all that. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, that is fucking wild. Okay. Sorry that I got really sweary, but literally just yesterday, I was talking to my tattoo artist about, we were joking about going through TSA and how it's the worst thing ever if you are a person with just any amount of anxiety. Yeah. It is it is so incredibly stressful. And so when I fly, I, A, if I fly out of Oregon, I get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> B, um, when I go through the TSA checkpoint, everything is organized. I Everything yeah. is organized to make it easy for them, to make it easy for me, to make it easy for my fellow travelers. I wear slip-on shoes. I literally have a pair of specifically airport shoes. And yeah. like, uh, there's not, I'm not having to take layers. Everything is, I'm not kidding you yeah. how controlled that is for me because I feel so out of control with the TSA. But literally every time I walk through the little x-ray strip machine, um, I, what? Uh, (laughs) They tag me and it's always because of my ankle. There is always something wrong with my ankle, but guess what? I'm never wearing shoes. I'm never wearing shots. There's never any, anything on my ankle. Surgery on your ankle. Never, never even an injury on my ankle and so and it's happened literally every time I've gone through the little thing and the last time I did it the TSA agent was like that I wonder if our machine is broken I'm like it can't be broken it happens to me too often I have no idea but if it's that what the heckin it was the um trying to remember it was the right ankle or left and also if I remember correctly, I got to go back and finish the class because I signed it up for another class. The left side of your body, I think, was paternal and the right side was maternal, but also the layers outside from your body. So ancestral, so you can bring past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so closer to your body is your current life going back in years. 
and then the trauma from birth was ankle. Can't see because mm, that's interesting. Get, I have to figure out what she has a special fork, and I'm trying to figure. You know, I got so many forks now. Do I need another fork? But you're supposedly supposed to feel it, like you're going through thicker, and then when you get to that spot, you're supposed to keep working because your body is all sound and electrical magnetic, and when it hears that right tone. It starts self-correcting and getting rid of that okay. crap. So and also with, I mean, we can work on your shoulders and everything, but that's my goal. I even got a massage table. I just, I, the connection between the birth trauma, which. We know uh, you went through. Hi. Yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah. I keep forgetting, the, I keep forgetting to tell you that. I'm like, oh, we're going to experiment on Kristen on that oh, angle. Wow. Yeah. I'm a good one for that. Yeah. And that's not the first time. When I, I've had a couple of tuning fork sessions with um, Jennifer's mom, and oh, okay. she talked about the rings, basically your aura around you and past life and that. And we're going to do the pendulum test. Yeah. And see I can tell you. By doing, working on each other and seeing, if clearing one and then testing again and see if that. Because that was really fun. That was, yeah. it, was really, it was really fun for crazy, me to right? see such good results so quickly. Yeah. Um. I just, you know, I enjoy that. And I actually have a new pendulum, side note, uh, while I got you here, that works for me. Nice. No, I know, right? Because I have like, I have, what, four or five pendulums. And I've always been like, I really want to do pendulums. I'm really into this idea of doing a pendulum, but they never really want to work for me. They'll work, but it'll be really lackluster. But this one, probably glass or something. Uh, or resin, but we do have. Um, I bought the you know, pendulum molds. Mm-hmm. We could design our own pendulums. Oh, but this one has been working amazing. Wow, with me, it it actually like I get answers that I know. Legit. Are yeah, it's like been very so. That's that's nice. I'll bring that when we do that because I know yeah. it will work for me. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I really want to experiment on your ankle first and check all our chakras. And it's funny that Kindling just likes me. Like, she'll go, she goes, Nana, where's your tuning fork? <laughs> and she rings it and goes, oh, Your parents only knew. Yesterday, when I was watching Little Man, he uh, walked over to the altar and he got out his broom and he goes, Okay, I got to clean all of this mess. And I said, <laughs> I said, what, what mess are you talking about? And he just does this movement where he's just throws up his arms. He goes, all of this mess. Oh no, so dramatic. And I said, is, is the house messy? And he goes, no, this. And he does the big arm gesture again. This is messy. And I was like, Ooh. it is. You're not wrong. You <laughs> need to be like this at four. Negativity. <laughs> he loves it, but, but he loves his broom, and he he calls it his witch broom. Mm-hmm. So he, he loves it, and he loves his pendulums. So oh, I haven't even. Oh Lord, I should never put a pendulum in Lee's hand. That might not be good. Yeah, he pendulums are his jam. He loves nice. them. So and they work for him. So <laughs> and yes, you can teach a four-year-old how to use a pendulum. Yep. It just takes a while. 
so yeah, that was our, the, those were our readings with Kedra Goldfin. And honestly, if you are interested in finding out more about your spirit guides, I cannot recommend this man enough. And he's doing it, a, um, there's a, a event something where he does online and this weekend's his shadow worked and I'm really. Uh-huh. He does a lot of classes. And honestly, when I tell you that this person is one of the most comforting. He's like someone you've known all your life. Yeah. Yes. Unlike other mediums where I felt more standoffish or. And he'll no. talk. It's not like I'm only going to talk about one person. You get one person to pick. I, I think. And, you know, I'm a tarot reader, which means I see a lot. I see a lot of clients who are are guarded and when they when they're guarded because they think that i'm going to see something they don't want me to know yeah (laughs) and with and and i get that and i respect that like i'm not here to know your business i'm here to help you with your business that's that's it i don't need to know it to help you necessarily exactly Um, like a look at your past sins yeah and i always try to approach those guarded clients as comforting and as you know gently and that is the energy that Kedrick brings it's and I, I'm not even guarded people or spirits or aliens <laughs> if they commented on the show because that'll be interesting I always love the EVPs we get yes especially on zoom well no the ones we got the last one we recorded yeah awesome. those were and we were face to face yeah that was the um, the most I've ever picked up on just audacity. Oh, um, that was absolutely. And a pr- not, it wasn't like it, something was bleed through because it was definitely in response to uh-huh. things we were saying. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, sometimes I, I will always be the person who goes, mm, I could have been talking under my breath or, uh-huh. uh, you know, this could have happened or that could have happened. But in one of the catches on the last time, one of the EBCs was at the last episode, I'm literally talking. Yeah. It was very, yeah. It is literally my voice, and it is not Nancy who answers me. No. And yeah, it was amazing. a response was so to nice. one of the stories you were telling. They were like, ew, ew, oh. Yeah, they were <laughs> not nice. No. <laughs> they were reacting yeah. to the story. <laughs> like, yeah, ew. it was real. I, I love, I, you know me. Give me the ghost. My ghost buddy. You got to tell me your name, though, buddy. Okay. So, uh, next time, next time we get heavy. Just this is your trigger warning right now. Uh, and there will be a trigger warning, a content warning at the beginning of the next episode. We are going to talk about, and it's finally done. It's written. It is in Nancy's hand. <laughs> oh, you're going to hate it. <laughs> no, you're going to love it. crazy uh, lately. We are going to have a conversation about death and dying. This first episode will be from a much more mundane, how we feel about it, what we think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can use that to build off the spiritual aspects. So it will be at least a two-parter. Uh, it will be heavy. And if you are not ready to talk about death and have that conversation, please don't listen. But I do think that it is a very important conversation to have around spirituality and how we interact with it. Mm-hmm. So um, on that note, uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, please like, subscribe, and follow. Leave us a review if you want. Uh, we are on we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. We are the Lunar Magic Tea Time Podcast. 
give us a follow on Facebook and join our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And as always, have a magical day and get in tune with your spirit, guys, because I just figured out my house is crowded. <laughs> 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 Good night. <laughs>